0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 114 of the Seasus show. It's your boy, Sir Seasus. I'm back. I think the last time I recorded an episode was July 23rd, I want to say. So just to rehash on the previous episode, which is 113, it was basically the aftermath of the NBA finals. So Hope you guys enjoyed that. Obviously, the draft has happened. Um, also, you know, free agency t- has taken place as well, too. Still some uh, players to be signed as well, too. But it's been pretty good. My um, birthday passed. Just turned 27 July 31st. I still feel pretty young, man. Like I said, I'm still very wise on the inside. But on the outside, I still feel youthful as well, too. Everything, everything is good and whatnot as well, too. So... Major updates for you guys, um, as you'll see when the episode starts as well, too. And I'm very happy to have TradedXXIV back, my AKA Hulk co-host as well, too. So without further ado, before we get into the hottest topics, make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at The Caesars Show, at Sir Caesars, at Traded XXIV. We're all over the place. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, my co-host, Trey Day XXIV, what it do, baby, let's get it. What's up, y'all?
1: You already know what's going on. It's another episode of The C, the show. It's your boy, Trey Day, all day back in business. You already know. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Rest in peace, Aliyah. What's good, Sir Caesars?
0: What's going on with you? Man, I'm doing great, man. Last time we recorded an episode or the last time the episode was released was July the 23rd. So obviously yeah. we've been busy. I'm um, just doing stuff, exploring and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, I've been busy, but I'm happy to be back uh, with no other yeah. than Trade Day XXIV. Trey fires you can call him yes, the sir. philosopher of all philosophers. You can call him <laughs> anything you want to call him, but happy wow. to have this episode. I'm sharing this episode with you because um, it's been a while and uh, we definitely need to catch up on some things. But before we get into today's hottest topics, I want to do a little check in again. So, how do you feel okay. um, on a scale of one through 10 from a mental standpoint, physical standpoint, emotional standpoint? If you care to share, obviously, you don't have to get deep, but you can float around the answer if um, you want to. I'm doing all right.
1: Uh, trying to set some like goals for like, cause we skinny guys, man. I feel like I talk about this area, but trying to set some goals to just kind of start like being diligent a little bit as far as Mm -hmm. I only say being super diligent in the gym, but being diligent in like dietary things and uh and like a little bit consistency in the gym because you know doesn't take much for us a few pushups, we good, whatever like that. But kind of setting a goal in that in that aspect and following it, you know, If, if it's putting the beer bottle or the wine down you know what I'm saying for a little bit and you know just getting stuff together um I've been had a I've had a real pull to kind of like fast from a lot of things you know what I'm saying um whether it be social media whether it be um traditional forms of entertainment um and consume you know more uh more traditional I guess like you know literature scripture so on and so forth um will there be just books because i mean I, I i rarely find my time having like myself having time for like books and stuff like that but in reality it's just me choosing to maybe turn on a youtube video when i could get a chapter in or it's me choosing um sleep a little bit more when i could knock this out and just stand up third. so trying to really allocate time uh from a growth standpoint definitely because i'm in a new space um and also with that uh i know i talked about it weeks and weeks and weeks ago, episodes ago, but, uh, just being able to cultivate your own space. I have to have people around me to do it really, really well. Um, so, uh, you know, you want to be in a circle of people that you're inspired by and I'm inspired by them a lot of times when, with their spaces. is like, Oh, damn, like, this feels so crazy. Like I can't wait. So I have my own space now. So um trying to be a good steward of that. Um, so those things that are driving me, um, also, you know, staying good energy, staying prayed up about some opportunities that, could be coming up down down the pipeline. Um, Not asking for comfort outside of the ability to do my job in a way. So, you know what I'm saying? I would like to have comfort in my task, but when it comes to, you know, sometimes taking the risk, sometimes going out on the edge to kind of be great. Um, Also like kind of just honing down on that too. So I know that's a little bit of a long spiel, but – Hey, that's what that's what's going on. Uh, I know I said a lot to be vague, but you know we talk about it behind the scenes and stuff like that. But that's where I am, man. What's good with you?
0: Um, I'm doing good, but I'm happy that you have your own spot now. Um, obviously we kind of talked about that off air and whatnot, and uh, it's a, it's a it's a good adjustment. But you well equipped more than more than well equipped for it as well too. So I know you've been, uh, you know, having your own peace of mind and like I said, that's yeah. that's your safe place as well too. So appreciate that as well um but yeah i'm happy to see that you you know you're doing good that you want to you know set goals and objectives for you as well too for me now it's like it's not even more so about obviously like you have your goal you have your grant your 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 grand scheme of what you want to do but Mm -hmm. now we just have to live by objectives what are we going to do each and every single day when we wake up What is our purpose? You know what I'm saying? How are we going to get to those objectives? How are we going to take these, take these, you know, by stride and whatnot too? So I definitely with you um, on that. Uh, But from a mental standpoint, I feel pretty damn good. Um, No one's perfect, but I'll put myself at like a 7.5. Physically, like you said, that's something where it's been a very ebb and flow type of thing for me as well too. Like I have moments where like, I feel like I'm eating Right. Um, I'm working out on a daily basis and then something happens and it kind of messes up my whole flow but I can't really use that as an excuse because I'm, I only, have, I'm only myself I have to look at myself in the mirror and set aside time for those things as well too so I'm trying to plan on like, because normally like when I wake up it's probably like, give or take naturally by myself if I don't go back to sleep I'm probably up by like 536 o'clock. But it's crazy because like right. when I wake up that initial time, I feel great. But when I go back mm. to sleep, I feel uh, so tired, sluggish. So I'm like, yo, if I if God is giving me this energy at this at, this at this time, time, why not make use of it by meditating or reading a book or using that mm. time to go to the gym or just just do something creative um, before I start work as well, too. So that's something I definitely want to kind of tap into as well. Um and like i said just attacking each day with purpose and knowing that because with me sometimes i don't realize um how much things that i do within a day and sometimes i kind of get guilty on feeling like i haven't done enough and as well too yeah. but it's okay to actually set aside some time to rest and 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 you know just regenerate and, and get back to the trenches and whatnot as well too so I want to just attack each day with purpose um, that I've been doing, but just take it to another level. Um, and then also in a sense, also allow myself to rest, because if you're not rested, then you're not going to give your all in whatever Sinatra. you're trying to do as well, too. So that's that. Thank you. And then um, honestly, like I just watched the shop. Uh, I think it was episode three. I don't know when that came. I seen it for episode three, but it was with uh, Maverick Carter, DJ Khaled, um, I think, like, Chase Young, Jamel Hill, okay. uh, Paul Rivera, just hella, you know, <laughs> successful people as well, too. Yeah. Um, and I, ha- I had the Eddie. I had the Eddie in my system. So, like, 30 minutes later, I was feeling good. And I was just like, OK, all in right. but like, it's just a reoccurring theme that you and I always talk about. Um, you know, shout out to the late Kobe when we're just talking about the God of discipline, like all successful people literally give you the blueprint every single time is literally having discipline, building a routine and then repetition. Repetition, you. if you if you can just instill those three th- three traits within you each and every single day doing what you want to do, then you already are miles ahead, and it may not happen overnight. It may not happen in a couple weeks, couple months, but it's going to happen. Um and then, like you said, and like I said, too, just putting yourself around like minded individuals as well, too. Um, so those are some things uh, that I, you know want to talk about. Obviously, uh, you know, you got you see the little game frame the jersey mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. his last mm-hmm. ever signed Portland Jersey. Uh, but it was nice oh, work it might be. Who knows? He may Facts. he may go Facts. somewhere else. Who knows? That value might go That's up. I'm not. I'm not the type to sell it. But, dope to you know work with him with his project. His album's about to come out as well too. Very 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 humble guy. Um, wasn't able to chat too much, uh, because we were kind of in different scenes. So I assert I played as a survivor. Um, and then also I played as his like double as well too while he was in Tokyo. So they had to call me back to do some extra stuff. Uh, So it's funny to see, like, the scenes that I was in that people will never know. Um, But that was a good experience as well, too. And then I got to audition for uh, a pilot this past Sunday as well, too, uh, for this one show that a producer actually on set kind of tapped me about as well, too. So that was that was dope because for the past, I guess, since the pandemic hit, most auditions have been in like via via zoom um self tapes that you turn in so the beauty the the beauty behind that is you get to fuck up as many times as you want and just give them the final result that you think is perfect that's polished for you but the con of that is just that in-person interaction feeding off of someone's energy um having those jitters and just trying to get it out and navigate through that so it was pretty dope to be in person again as well too so one thing I learned even with Michael B, he said, like once he has an audition, he has a size. When he's done with that in-person audition, he just throws his shit away. Because after yeah. that, it's like obviously like I there's politics that kind of go to as well. But I left feeling like I did the best I could. Obviously, there's always that that mindset you have of what 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 could I have done to be better at it. But I feel satisfied with what I got. And, you know, if they want to choose me, then they choose me. If not, we'll move on to the next project and the next project and the next project. Right. So um, I'm feeling good in a physical, mental, um, you know, standpoint as well. So um, an emotional standpoint as well, too. Birthday just passed, turned 27. Yeah, I still same, feel like same. I'm 21, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, like, obviously I'm mature and everything like that. But like I still feel very youthful. Um and thank God I still got my hair and my skin and <laughs> all that Every, everything's feeling feeling good so it's weird like it just feels like it just feels like this positive energy is just like kind of flowing over me. Um, okay. and, and I'm just, I'm just taking it day by day as well, too. So no complaints on this end. And, you know, I don't know what you're doing this Friday, but I'll be in Richmond for one day. Like I told you, I'm hey. my mom's birthday as well, too. So hopefully we can link up. Um, if, night, <laughs> if not, I'll be there the, the following me. weekend, um, Friday and Saturday as well, too. So Sheesh. we, 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 we bound to uh, link up again. It's always good in person as well. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the hottest topics of yeah. the day so last time we 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 chatted we were literally talking about the aftermath of the nba finals it was young did Giannis have the best closeout game did he have the best individual performance what does this mean for his legacy what does this mean for chris paul's legacy how are these teams going to get better are they you know easily you know finals favors from their respective conferences as well too so a lot of a lot of aftermath um you know that we talked about obviously the draft came up and whatnot and you know there was some pretty 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 deep draft class, I, I have to say, um, as well, too. Yeah. But the biggest thing I want to, you know, kind of bring to light is, you know, NBA free agency slash trade acquisitions as well, too. So um, let's go ahead and, and get, this, get this show on the road as well, too. So Los Angeles Lakers um, made a lot of moves, a lot, a lot of moves. Like you would think you keep your core intact, right? And then from there, you kind of – you kind of just move some pieces around. But honestly, ever since they won the Disney Plus trophy in the bubble, (laughs) um, (laughs) they've been making a lot of moves and literally just tweaking their roster as well, too. So um, I guess the biggest highlight would probably be that Russell Westbrook trade. So Russell Westbrook, um, they traded him uh, for Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrose Harrell, and then then the Lakers 2020, I mean the 22nd overall pick of the 2021 draft that just passed as well too. Um, They're also able to retain uh, THT on a three-year deal. They got Kendrick Nunn. They got Carmelo Anthony. They got Dwight Howard. They got Trevor Reza, They got Kent Bazemore, Trey Bazemore, and they got Malik Monk as well too. So, completely revamped team um, as well. Uh, so, I guess the first question I have for you, and if you want to just focus on this specific topic, or if you want to, you know, go into another lane, it's open up to you. But my first question for you with the Lakers new addition to the ad and lebron experiment uh what grade would you give their off-season moves
1: um i would give their off-season moves by looking at it i would give it a b plus damn near borderline a because on the 10th point scale i'm giving it a 89.5 you know what i'm saying it's damn near a 90 so if it's on a 10-point grading scale, sliding scale, um, pretty much giving them an A, A-. minus. Um, There's a lot of good stuff. You I mean, you got a lot of good players. The, the, the points I take away are simply because um, of kind of age. You know, um, we're looking at a younger league. Um, but these guys are all proven. And, you know, uh, the biggest thing with them this year was that they crawled into the playoffs with injuries, of course, we saw an injury that wasn't of his own body, kind of, out of, out of from, a, um, from a outside or, you know, outside force for LeBron James. We've never seen him out that long. Um, but really, you know, we talk about age. We talk about, you know, one of your main guys being uh, A.D., can he be on a court? Can he stay healthy? Like, what's going on with his calf muscle? This is a seven foot tall guy, so his calf muscle is probably as big as my torso. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things, you know. So it's like, cat, when you start thinking about about it like that, it's like, oh, well, these aren't you know just muscles; these are damn near machines, you know. So, uh, but they reloaded with some guys too. I mean, you got you got a uh, Malik Monk, a younger guy. You got Kent Bazemore, Kendrick Nunn, who who coming down that stretch <laughs> i know i got you rolling coming down the stretch um for the heat um, um in the regular season at least you know got the job done He got to the playoffs but really we need a bench and we need a group of players on this team that can get us to the playoffs along with the core guys being able to put their 20 and 10 or 20 and 15 on some nights when the no, the, the lights are, are real big, and they're in Madison Square Garden. Give us 30 and, and 15. However you feel like doing it. The main guys have to do it here and there, but the bench has to carry us down the stretch of the season. Um, and the only way I see some of this going wrong is if they, they get hurt by the injury bug and the old age bug. But I'll give them a, a B-plus on, uh, on their free agency.
0: Yeah, I agree with you as well too. Give him a B plus as well. The only concern I have is age as well, too. Um, I mean, luckily Kendrick Nunn's relatively young and THT um is relatively young, but they may have the they may have the oldest team of all time. <laughs> I like keep bro. Yeah, like that yeah, that shit's actually yeah. crazy as well, too. But uh for Rob, And we're looking for
1: THT a- to make a to make a leap this year, because hopefully they saw something at him you know, a little bit more than we did. You know, i started sorry to cut you off, but... I
0: mean, no, no,
1: no, no. I think he's I, a great player. I think he's an amazing player. I just, we haven't seen that, oh, we're going to go to him down the stretch being that kind of six-man kind of person just yet.
0: Maybe he's, maybe he's a, a, a role player for the most part. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, as far as age, 80s, 28. So everyone's basically over 30. So Kent Bazemore, Russell Westbrook, Wayne Allenton, Wesley Matthews, Dwight, Trevor Jared, Mark, LeBron, Melo, all over 30, under 30, 80, 28, Kendrick Nunn, 26, Devontae Kekok, 24, Malik Monk, 23, Giannis' brother, Kostas Antetokounmpo, 23, and then THT is only 20 years old, but it looked like he's 35. Um, So I guess in a sense, they have somewhat of youth on their side, but it looks like... It looks like they're just going to have to find a way to um, develop a new scheme defensively. Like you said, like we the league has changed so much as well. So I'm kind of curious, like I know uh, with their coach that he's very defensive minded, but like who who's that who's that defender that's going to take take on those guards every night as well too? you know, who's going to be that wing defender as well. I just don't really see that. So I could see a lot of zone um, and then a lot of AD playing the five as well, too. Uh, But, I mean, we're going to see what happens as well, too. So if they can stay healthy, the way the Western Conference is jacked up right now, Kawhi Leonard, partial torn ACL, I don't know when he's coming back. Jamal Murray, Torres ACL, I don't know when he's coming back as well, too. Um, The only real threats that are in their way, I mean, I'm going to give the flowers to the Suns because, like we talked about last episode, I expect – all the young players to take their game to another level. Obviously, they also got JaVale McGee, um, and they re-signed Cameron Payne as well, too. But they pretty much got the same roster attack. So I expect them to take another leap. And then Chris Paul's a little bit older. I don't know what to expect, but I'm not going to rule them out as well. And also, I mean, when you look at it, Portland didn't really make any moves either. Um, like I said, Denver's out of there. Up. Denver's out of there. Dallas. I mean, they re-signed Luca, which we'll talk about a little later, later, later on, but no yeah. one's really made any improvements. So the biggest threat to me for the Lakers is their age. Um, the Suns, possibly Utah again. And then uh, Golden State Warriors, who, you know, lucked up and got some some key pieces with the seven and fourteenth pick and clay coming back as well, too. And we don't even know if they're gonna make another trade um, as well, too. So I, I i agree with you A solid b plus as well um but like i said only only time will tell um and sometimes father tom don't always work on the tail end of mother- his career as well too some yeah, other topic yeah. with that before the before the the acquisitions and whatnot as well too they end up getting russell westbrook um his accolades speak for itself triple double king i think nine-time all nba nine-time all-star um Former regular season MVP as well. Um, I mean, he's done it all. The only thing that's really missing for him is the championship as well. But chemistry wise, right? Um, you have LeBron, you have AD, now you have Russell Westbrook um, onto the mix. So I guess now you can say by their accolades and what they, and we're in a, you know, what have you done for me lately? You can argue that aside from the Brooklyn Nets, the, this Legacy team is a super team by definition, they're a super team having three superstars on their team as well, too. But talk about what Russ is going to add to, you know, that, that equation. Um, and then also as well, uh, do you think it's a great fit uh, with LeBron James and AD? Um, I think
1: if I started with your last question, I think, yeah, because I think at times last year with LeBron and AD, um, we're just missing somebody to take that pressure off of him. Um, We know, LeBron has his tendencies um, as he's gotten older, whereas he does certain things at different points of the game. um, He's not going, you know, balls to the wall. Um, There's things he's saving himself for. There's moments he's saving himself more uh, for. Um, AD, for the most part, when they're on the floor together, it's a damn good team. Um, Unless, you know, you have guys like maybe, you know, We'll talk about him, I guess, here or, or later. Um, like a Dennis shoulders might be fumbling the bag or not making shots. Has, what, one or two points going into a half. Um, you talk about the rest of the role players that have made their way in L.A. and have done what they needed to do to stay on that team, but might not be the strongest role players. And now they kind of revamped with this role. And then you add a Russell Westbrook, who, regardless of age, has proven time in and time out that he's capable of affecting the basketball game. And that's the biggest thing. We're talking about basketball here. We're, you know, we're talking about um, even if it's wins and losses. And he hasn't been in the most favorable of situations to get wins and losses all, all the time in his career. You know, there's been years here and there. But when we talk about wins and losses, I mean, I think maybe his, some of his most complete teams was maybe that Young Thunder team and then that Houston situation. You know what I'm saying? So so it's one of those things. And, yeah, I would say the Young Thunder, the Thunder team and then the Houston situation. Um, they were pretty capable. Um, but you put guy like LeBron James, and they're going to learn to play together. You're going to put a guy like AD, who, you know, in a pick-and-roll scenario, is going to light you up. So you got two forwards already and a point forward in LeBron James who can play any position. Um, you got AD that's going to be able to stretch you and, and wants to kind of – he's not a point forward, but he's a scoring forward um, on the inside, um, questionable sometimes on the outside. I mean, a questionable – Point forward on the outside, questionable sometimes on the inside, but he's super athletic. Um, And and we've never seen Russ's skill set or just the way he affects the game back to my earlier point, along with people of this caliber um, at this point in their basketball IQ and understanding. I think they figure that out pretty easily. Um, And I think that addition of him, if I'm answering your first question right, because it might have lost me, um, but if I'm answering your first question right, that addition of him is – I feel like it's everything. I feel like it was the right move of a lot of the guards they had. He can still defend to his size. Um, is this team going to have their off nights? Yes, yeah, it's going to have nights where they're like, oh, is that going the Lakers? But the goal for them should be to get so far out in front, give a good month or a month and a half of basketball, relax a little bit, let the young guys come in, whatever, um, and then turn it up again right before All-Star break. It was after All-Star break, going to the playoffs, or maybe not going to the playoffs so they can chill, but they don't want to be in that um, – Playoff scenario again, and they would like to get the best seed possible.
0: You know what I'm saying? How do you see LeBron and 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 Russ working out as far as uh, you know on ball duties? Do you do you see LeBron kind of taking his uh, taking a step back as well too, and is like, all right, I'm going to play more of the power forward position, or do you see something where it's like, all right, kind of like James Harden and, and Kyrie Irving? Kyrie, you're gonna be the shooting guard, Harden's gonna be the point guard, but we're gonna stag here in minutes. So when Kyrie comes out, Harden, you run the offense. When Harden comes out, um, it's vice versa. Do you see that as well?
1: Um, yeah, I think I think there'll be a there'll be a style in which they run it. I think Russ is gonna be amazing off the ball because um a lot of guys, you know, they have their rhythm when they're you know, boom, boom going. Um, rest can be a streaky shooter sometimes here and there, but I think if you put a point guard that's been on the ball, but a scoring point guard um off the ball, you can even more so increase him because you don't start him with the already dribble. You start him, he's also he's already in that triple threat you know. So it gives him one more option. He uses basketball, IQ, and use those passing lanes too. Um so you know, you start LeBron at the point guard, you get Russ off the ball, you get AD. Also off the ball, along with whatever lineup you decide to put in there, that's going to be tough because now I'm going LeBron James, who at any point in the game can decide to turn it up, take me if I'm the smaller person. Russ can you know spread him a little bit, but with some kind of action, which will probably be some sort of ISO action or some sort of top screen for AD or um, whoever is going to be the center, it says Dwight Howard at the time. He comes up, boom, spreads it. Now you have 80 possibly in the post, that extended post, like the short corner, maybe even three if you feel like it. You have Russell on the other side that can come up and run that continuous motion action or that iso action, which a lot of NBA teams like to run nowadays. So I think LeBron will still be the primary ball handler only because Russ is going to be able to get everything he needs to do um, in that shooting guard role. On top of, Russ is again, a triple-double machine. He can still pass it, find his assists, so LeBron's not going to be super stagnant once he passes off the rust. When we see it coming down the stretch, I think we will refer to that kind of style. But throughout the season, we're going to see a combination of a lot of these things. We're going to see, oh, we're going to stagger the minutes. But it's all about what's going to work in playoff time because this team is only built to work and build and, and get championships right now. You got a lot of guys on one, two, top three-year deals, you know. So we're built to – win a championship. We're going to try to figure it out in the middle, but coming down the stretch, we're going to go to our, you know, our tongue our, 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 what we know to be true. Um, and I think NBA coaches are, are good at that. You know, we sometimes we see teams like, what are they doing? What's going on? But coming down the stretch, they get it together. Cause they want to see, all right, how can we work this? Let's try to do this. It's It's the stuff that's like, all right, let's see these guys make their money early in the season, but coming down, you have to know your role. You have to know your role. And the coach knows his role. He's like, all right, let's reel it back in. We had questions maybe about the clippers and stuff, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we saw Ty Lu reel it back in. He did what he had to do, being an amazing coach. Same with a lot of these coaches. They know what they need to do, but to win the culture, to win the locker room, and to keep the season flowing. Um, because there's specific parts of this of the season that, you know, sometimes it's gonna be up, sometimes it's gonna be down. They have to kind of like take the reins off, say, hey, here's our motion, here's our ISO. Go play it. Get into the playoffs. Hey, this is what we're doing. And if you can't do it, you have to come out. I'm not running eight, seven, uh, seven deep. It might be six guys playing. And we see that hurt teams. We see that, you know, maybe elevate teams sometimes depending on their depth. But that's my skills.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I agree with everything that you said as well, too. But between those three, obviously, with those three, they're always going to have shooters um, around them, whether it be Bazemore or Melo or Ariza, whoever. Was a good pickup. Um, which is all, oh, yeah, all great pickups as well, too. But honestly, like, I don't really expect Russ to shoot that many threes. Um, I, I at least developed that, that corner three. Um, and then also, honestly, he used to be one of the best mid-range pull-up uh shooters as well too so if, if he can work on his his corner three um his mid-range and his free throws um I think they'll you know I think he'll be good as well too but I, I agree with everything that you said as well I think they can definitely coexist and they're definitely going to work out as well too and LeBron's getting older so he needs someone to um you know help carry help carry the team offensively as well too and who other than to hit up than Mr. Triple Double King as well too we've seen what Westbrook can do, you know, what Westbrook can do when he works with less. So like you said, having high caliber, high level IQ players like this from, from, you know, roster spot number one to 15, um, we're going to see, we're going to see a motivated Russ, motivated Bron, motivated Melo, motivated AD, whole roster. So I expect them when it's all said and done to be in the finals, um, to be real with you, if they're all healthy as well, too. Um, moving on from that, uh, you know, no one's really been talking about the Chicago Bulls ever since Derrick Rose left as well, too. Um, and I think, you know, with the moves that they made this this free agency um as well too. I think I think we we should, you know, feel the same way we felt about the Knicks making that making that stride. I feel like this this should be the same way we feel with the Chicago Bulls as well, too. Um so as far as their moves, they they made a couple moves as well, too. So it's a lot of cap, a lot a lot of cap. When Demar Derozan was saying on on um, Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp, he was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm at the point in my career where I made enough money, and you know, I'll take considerably less to compete for a championship." With me, I'm just like, "Yo, if you 32 years old, and if a part, if a player like a Chris Paul who's damn near almost 40 years old still getting the bag every single year." Yeah, I'm, obviously, I want championships, but if I'm still that young, I'm trying to still get that bag while still being able to have an effect on the team and and, and at least them be a playoff-contending team as well too. That that's what I'm, I'm trying to get all as, as much money as I can, and then from there, if it's set in God's plan, I'm gonna go ahead and get that championship as well too. But, right. Demar Rosen instead of taking a veteran's minimum, which I thought he was gonna take on the Clippers, which would have been nice, or or the Lakers as well too. And you said Mars thirty-two. I think he's only like 31, 32 years old. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, he uh signed a three-year 85 million dollar deal with the Chicago Bulls and a signed trade for Thaddeus Young in the future uh first and two second round picks. And then they also added point guard veteran, you could say veteran now, and Alonzo Ball, um, who was also in a signing trade as well. Too, he signed a four-year 85 million dollar deal in exchange for Thomas Sadurnowsky, Garrett Temple and a 2024 second round pick. They also picked up Tony Bradley. They also picked up Alex Caruso um, as well, too. So looking at their roster, man, Damar, Levine, Vucevic, um, Kobe White, Troy Brown Jr., um, they got a lot of pieces right now as well, too. So first question for you, what grade would you give the Chicago Bulls Um, and, and are they going to be a team that, you know, are going to be solidified, um, you know, with roster spot, not roster spot, seed spot one through eight, um, should we be taking them serious? I'm
1: looking at Chicago, um, and honestly, bro, I'd have to give them an A plus, honestly, if I, and we'll break it down, but to answer your question, I'll give them an A plus, um, you want me to keep elaborating? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so uh, I give them an A plus one because let's look at that landscape of the East. Um, you're gonna have to guard multiple positions. Um, you're gonna it's a, it's a guard heavy East. Um, other than the uh, the big two, um, uh, in that being you could say three, you could say three. You have Philadelphia starting off with a prolific big man that um you know he's hard to guard, but you know, maybe you say, hey, we make him hurt us and only him hurt us. Or you think you say, hey, we make everybody else hurt us and not him hurt us. Um, but you have the best player in the world, who is Kevin Durant. Um, on the other side, he's going to be our hard guard I any mean, night. So maybe you say, Kevin can have freaking 60 points. Everybody else has to stop in their tracks. That's a tough thing to do with Brooklyn, though. With Brooklyn. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll just point you back around, but then you have the defending champs now, um, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, in um, company, who, you know, again, as a big guard, it's not going to be somebody you really can switch off of too often, um, it, or I think it's going to really matter if you switch no matter what, but that comes down to strategy coming down to stretch. Um, Barring that these teams are healthy because we haven't seen a team that is aging like of Brooklyn Nets team, is, you know, and, and, and be healthy the whole stretch. We looked at James Harden hobble around post-60 player. I mean, not post-30 years old player. Um, we have Kevin Durant who um, can come out with an injury bug too. And we, for all intents and purposes, um, Kyrie, who comes down with, with an injury bug or um, he has different factors about himself him being as great as he is, he has different factors that might not see him touching the court sometimes, too. Um, the most consistent of these juggernauts is the Bucks, who just won the championship. Uh, but, coming back to the Bulls case, you add DeMar DeRozan, somebody with championship experience, you can call him a leader of a championship team,
0: you check, some, you check whoa, a box whoa, right whoa. there. you said championship experience, DeMar DeRozan? I don't remember that. Oh, O-M-G. Wow. OMG. Wow, I had a left. Wow. I left,
1: so it dives back into my further point because actually, before I, I, I spit this out, being a podcast mode, it goes back to my further point that I would give them an A. I I'll give them an A, and I was gonna say borderline B, but for whatever reason, I w- I just put Jam- Demar Rosen as an honorary champion, but he's not, <laughs> not okay. So we can you can make this a borderline B too. You can be that that on you know real, real, uh, teacher, um, that says, oh, you got that 89, you got, can you please bounce it up, I need it for my grade point average, I need it for, you know what I'm saying, and she's, and they're like, nah, nah, I can't do that, you know what I'm saying, you should worked harder, you know what I'm saying, meanwhile, you right there at that grade, but now you gotta go to summer school, <laughs> because you skipped Spanish all year, um, but, the Rosen has not won a championship yet. He's been on championship caliber teams, possibly. Um, and you add these players. I think DeMar, decent defender, um, can score you points coming down the stretch. And somebody that can take the the, the um, pressure off of Zach Levine. Um, you have another scoring guard in Kobe White, who's doing okay. Uh, you have Alonzo Ball that can effectively run the offense. Um, and let other people get their points but also be that kick out, run, through it, and then be another threat on the weak side of the play as well like that. You have Alex Russo, who's an amazing defender, um, signed a four-year deal, and Tony Bradley, who is, I'm not as much up on, so you'll have to give me a little bit more on Tony Bradley, but these players take the pressure off of one person offense. You can move the and ball
0: Busevich around. And
1: Austin And Lucevic. Lucevic, who can score in tons. You know, and, and, and can do what he needs to do. So that's that's the big one, is Vucevic. The other guys come in, and you take pressure off the main guy. From a guard standpoint, Vucevic, you know, forward. Um But I think they, they did pretty good in free agency. And the only thing about it is I think they're still considered a, quote, unquote, young team because you don't have that many champions. You don't have anybody, you know. This team could do really well in the regular season didn't get to the playoffs, and it would hurt them. You know, because we've seen that before. We've seen the team that, all right, but now it's the playoffs, and they get bounced the first round. Uh, We could see them kind of have a, quote, unquote, Knicks effect. You know, they could get to that first round, everybody's hyped up, but they're probably a year off. They're probably a few pieces off or, you know, a scoring opportunity or a defensive opportunity off. Um, This team looks a lot more complete than the Knicks um, than they did last year. I'm comparing them the next last year to them, what they could do this year. They look a little bit more complete, um, definitely from a scoring standpoint, but it's a different game in the playoffs. So uh, shout out to the Chicago Bulls. I'll give them a, a, a high B, almost A. What you got? What you think?
0: Nah, I agree with you. A, I mean, because the whole goal was to try to keep, in which in my eyes, you, you we could agree that the focal point Their their quote-unquote star is Zach Levine. You try Mm -hmm. to retain him. You try to keep him happy because there's rumors that he may not, and when the time comes, you know, re-up on the contract and go elsewhere. So you had a veteran in DeMar DeRozan. You had someone who's improved every single year, Lonzo Ball, who I think is going to have his – finally have his breakout, breakout season this year. Um, He's been healthy the past two seasons, so he's able to work on his game. Former All-Star in Vucevic takes a uh-huh. lot of pressure off of him. And then he also has players he can trust as well, too, and also players that can hold him accountable as well, too. So I think the I think the Bulls have solid um, offseason as well. They I think they still have Laurie Markkinen as well, too, um, Denzel Valentine. Um, they got a couple other pieces as well. Kobe White, like we said before, but they may have one of the best starting fives um, moving forward, and it's the East, right? So it's pretty much wide open. I mean, we have the top-tier teams uh, like you said, the Bucks. like we said, the Nets, we don't really know what's going to happen with the Sixers in which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, and, uh, you know, there's yeah, there's just a lot of uncertainty uh, when you go past like those power teams. So it's up for grabs. Um, I don't know if they're going to get a one through six seed, but I definitely see them um, since the nba players association i think they agreed for another year to play in i definitely see them being a seventh or eighth seed as well too but who knows i mean sometimes teams gel fast like you said before if we're looking at the knicks from last year or even the hawks from last year we expect them to be in four or five seed. so anything's possible outside of those dominant top four teams in the eastern conference as well too so i have to agree with you giving them an a uh, right now on that, spot
1: Right now on spot, give me uh top the top teams that will make the playoffs. Give me eight in the
0: east. Go. Eight in the east right now. Oh my God. Yeah. Um I was gonna say that for later on. So you wanna do it for later oh, okay. on? So, do for sorry, later sorry, on? sorry. All right, uh, wait, 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 wait. we're gonna go back we're gonna come back to we're gonna come back to that. Right. Uh but that's a great question. Um the Heat, uh obviously they they were able to re-sign um Duncan Robinson, Dwayne Detman. They also uh, signed PJ Tucker, who I thought was a huge blow to the Bucks as well. Too, when you think cool. of championship DNA, you think of like a Draymond Green to a championship team. He, I felt back. like that was PJ Tucker to the Bucks as well, too. So a huge blow for them, but obviously a plus for the Miami Heat. They also acquired Collier who's great friends with Jimmy Butler as well. Too, resigned Jimmy Butler to um, a Supermax deal, and also gave um, and brought in Marquise Morris as well too. And a lot of people forget they got Victor Oladipo. I mean, before injury, Victor Oladipo was emerging um, in kind of like that light where people started to take notes of Paul George before he left Indiana um, as well, too. So yeah. if if they can stay healthy, man, um, that's a damn good team with yeah. Jimmy, Duncan, Laurie, Bam, um, and Victor as well, too. So... Uh, well, they, do you think they, w- what, what, grade would you give them? And, and obviously, you know, they were able to, I think we we'll get the sixth seed this year and, and avoid the plan, but got swept, uh, which was so shocking to me, probably the most shocking in, in the NBA playoffs, but what grade would you give them? And, and, and what do you think, uh, you know, they're, they're what do you think the ceiling is for them this year? I think they got
1: Kyle Lowry, they were got to retain Duncan Robinson, who's an underrated, uh, defender, um, you got PJ McKeith Morris. So he got some people on his teams that are gonna. Those are those, a lot of those guys are grinded out guys, man. Um, did they get rid of um, what's my guy Tyler Hero yet? They are they they, they love him too st- much.
0: They they still kept Tyler Hero. They
1: still kept they love him too much. We'll see after this year. Um, <laughs> I and not saying that this is no disrespect to Tyler Hero, but there's just been some super enticing. Uh, trade deals where they could have got, you know, a generational player that he was in and they just kind of pulled him back. So they clearly believe in taller Hero. So shout out to Tyler Hero for that. Um, but the Heat, and I think I have to give it up to to where they placed last year. I mean, yes, they got swept. And maybe that was fatigue from the bubble as well. You know, a lot of injuries, they never actually put it together um, because the, the COVID, quote-unquote, protocols, which – we could see make a, a large comeback this year. That's a whole nother topic, a whole nother thing. Um, I'll I'll give the Heat. Mm, I'll give them, and got Kyle Lowry. Whew. I'll just say a B plus, a solid B plus, and, and I'll say like an 88-87, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On a ten point yeah. scale. <laughs>
0: yeah, I give them. A B minus, um, okay, or even a C plus. I mean, you got better from last year, but you didn't get much better from last year. To me, like they kind of got exposed in the playoffs. But like you said, we could we could attribute a lot of things as well too, because the the, the team that they went against the Lakers, they kind of fizzled out and had to deal with the injury bug as well too. And Miami had yeah. to deal with COVID. Like we said, that very short layover from the bubble going into the regular season as well too, but um i'm looking at bam um i mean i saw him in in team usa limits which we'll talk about a little bit later as well too how much is he going to improve are we going to lean on him to be the number one option who is the number one option is that jimmy or is that bam and looking at those two potential number one options i looked at every single team in the playoffs who have advanced you got a certified bucket getter jimmy can get you buckets we call him jimmy buckets but and he had a damn good performance in the finals, which was kind of crazy. How that didn't translate in the first round as well, too. But I feel like they still don't have a number one option um, for a championship caliber team, and um, and I mean, obviously Kyle Lowry is going to get them, you know, more looks. He's going to get, he's going to have that offense flowing. That's another veteran there as well, too. But I just, I wish they kind of could have found a way to get a trade in or get it, like I said, a quote-unquote number one option. So we're banking on Tyler Hero. We're banking on Jimmy Butler. We're banking on um, Bam Adebayo to just get better when well, Kyle Lars is, what, 35 years old? We don't know, really know what to expect with him. Um, he's you know battled some back injuries these past couple of years as well, too. So they got better, but as far as getting to the conference finals, um, I see a second-round exit for them as well, too. But I want them to prove me wrong. So Warren, hopefully your team can prove me wrong as well too. Um, moving on from that, uh, the Brooklyn Nets as well too. Uh, Brooklyn we're Nets, Brooklyn. Um, we're Brooklyn at, we're Brooklyn at. So um, they obviously drafted. Uh, I think they 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 had a they they picked up Cam, Cameron. No, they picked up a guard. Um, they also picked up a center. I think it's Javon Carter, I want to say. I'm not quite yeah. sure. Um, they shipped off Landry Shaman, either 26 pick. Um, but they re-signed Blake Griffin. Um, they re- And then they signed Patty Mills, uh, re-signed Bruce Brown. And obviously, they have their, uh, their big three intact as well, too. Um, so, I guess the biggest addition for them is that we're kind of figuring out yeah, who's going to be there big? Um, that's kind of what they were lacking at. LaMarcus All just kind of went out. Obviously, there have been some rumors that he may come back as well, too. But I'm kind of sold on their guard. That I mean, their, their center that they drafted. Um, and also their guard, Sharp, that they drafted as well, too, from UNC. Um, but how do you feel about the Nets acquisitions? Because um, for me, I mean, I guess I'll give it a solid B. Uh, I mean, because honestly, last year, or this past postseason, if they don't get hurt, then I truly believe they win the championship. Or if Kevin Durant's foot is a size smaller, or if he wears his actual shoe size, they probably win the game as well too. But uh, any thoughts on the Brooklyn Nets moves? Uh, right now,
1: I say B minus because they should have just came up and tried to go for. I know they play a hybrid style of basketball, um, and maybe if they have a run runner, this doesn't matter. But I would like to see a traditional big. In their lineup somehow, some way, um, they got the six eleven cat from North Carolina. But I would I say traditional big, but I also say traditional experienced big. You know what I'm saying? So they had Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, unfortunately, that situation happened. He's looking to come back. Who knows? Maybe will get blessed with him again. Uh, you know, have him make a cut to the to the roster with the playoffs or however it goes. Uh, but I'll have it to give it a B minus. The thing is, though. They have some sneaky picks, so um, I'm not sure if you're aware or privy to Cam, Cam Thomas um, from LSU. Also from the seven five seven, what attended Oak Hill. He is a Oscar Smith uh, kid. Um, with that, he went there for a second, or you know, was zoned for there. Ended up at Oak Hill, um, and then LSU with Will Wade. Um, Cam Thomas, you need to go look up his highlights, bro, is a bona fide score of the basketball. Um, and I wouldn't even put him in the Will category because he can fill up the net. The only thing he gets excited for, um, I wouldn't say he even gets excited. He doesn't get excited to to hit shots, to hit crazy shots, to hit home boom, boom, is a score. It's just his second. If he wakes up, he gets buckets, he goes back to sleep. Um, and probably gets buckets in his sleep too. So that was a very interesting pick at six four. Um, you know, just drafted. So we might not even see him. Um, but if it trans translate, sometimes we see these, t- these guys, it takes maybe a year or two, but if it translate super quickly, we can even maybe expect 10 or more points out of him. Cause that's how good of a score at Cam Thomas is. Um, so we'll have to see um, what happens. Um, but that's just, you know, my, my kind of <laughs> under the radar guy or, on the radar. Once you look at some of his highlights, this kid fills the basketball up. Maybe I think all SEC team, SEC team, um, kind of performer. Really, really good. Um, but at the end of the day, wish they would have had an experience big somewhere on their roster. It's not the end of the. It's not the end of the day because we'll see some of those moves happen probably before playoff times for agency. Um, all-star break, all that good stuff. We might see them with a, a pretty good big on their roster. Um, but Brooklyn Nets uh, definitely sitting pretty in that two right now. i probably give them three spot in the East.
0: Okay. Okay. Moving on from there, another Eastern team as well, too. Seems like just a huge shakeup in the yeah. Uh The Washington Wizards, um, obviously, they got rid of Russell Westbrook. They brought in Montrezl via trade, KCP, Kuzma. Um, also, they brought in Drew Holiday's younger brother, Aaron Holiday. Um, and then they obviously, their biggest signing was Spencer Dinwiddie um, who inked in a three-year $54 million deal. Obviously, he just came off of a ACL injury, but um, they still got some solid pieces uh, with Denny, um, who they drafted last year, who looks like he can be a damn good point forward. Bertans, Sniper, Thomas Bryant, Gafford, who showcased that they can be pretty damn good centers, um, you know, splitting minutes with each other. And then Rui Achimara, um, who to me is, it can be like a LaMarcus Aldridge one is all said and done, depending on his commitment. Um, but... What would you give? What would you give the grade for the Wizards? Um, um, you know, obviously last year they had to do had to do the whole plan with the eight seed had a pretty you know damn good second half of the season as well too. No Russell Westbrook. Uh, what would you give their grade? And and is this enough to keep Bradley Beal um, staying locked in with the Wizards too?
1: I'll give them a C, um, and this fluctuates with Brad with breath. but I think when they decided to in their commitment to Russell Westbrook. Um, of course, the John Wall thing had kind of run its course. Um, you're constantly telling him that it's going to probably be a year off before I probably will get a shot at a ring or so on and so forth. Um, so I think Bradley Bill's going to try to take his talents elsewhere. Um, I'm looking over at the Golden State Warriors as like just kind of a, a sleeping giant in a way. The dynasty that once was um, and I think uh, they'll probably get aggressive, if not this year. When it comes to free agency, trade deadlines, and so on and so forth, they're going to be an aggressive team in uh, ne- next year's free agency um, because they signed their guy, you know, uh, Steph Curry to a um, to a four year deal, I believe, which kind of pretty much guarantees him for the rest of his quote-unquote prime. We kind of see some of these guys go longer. And he could be a guy that goes longer because he's the guard, doesn't do so much. They don't put him on the hardest assignment on defense. He shoots um, and it, you know, runs the offense here and there. Um, but his shooting ability, which we've never seen before, could allow him to play for a little bit longer than we've seen before as well. Um, but looking at the Wizards and what they did in – Kind of hearing the sentiments before, Brad Bill wanted to die to Will and deal with. As good as some of these players are on this roster, and as good as their potential is, potential doesn't win you championships. Doing it and these guys being it, not being potential, these guys being it, makes you a championship contender. I and mean, when you see the first four or five teams have maybe two or three guys that can get it done. I don't think this team right now is better than the Bulls, even with Brad. Unfortunately, maybe Kuzma has a breakout year. These They have defenders and stuff like that. But uh, right right here, right now, I don't think this team is better than the Bulls. You could put them right beside the Bulls or, you know, you could see them in the playing situation possibly, depending on what the, the team's, you know, a team like the hawks that surprised us a team like the Bobcats that had to do a play in and so on and so forth but you will put those teams possibly right beside each other with the addition of Brad Bill which I do not think is gonna be there the whole season fortunately um so I'll give them a C minus because it seems like once you get down you cut you know you cut the head off at the top it just starts to get worse in the east. Um, it has traditionally been because sometimes these are smaller market teams. Smaller market teams, so they do what they can, keep their fan base, you know, keep their marketing dollars coming in for maybe their one guy here and there. But sometimes, it, it, for some of these teams, they can't get it done in a free agency because they're not attractive enough. So they have to say, "Hey, we will have to wait for the draft and hopefully get somebody that's going to be groundbreaking." And the, Wa- the Washington Wizards never kind of seem to do enough for me to you know catapult them or. You can say enough for them to catapult them to where they might want to be, or maybe they're happy and comfortable being where they are. Who knows?
0: How do you feel uh, the tandem of Spencer Dinwiddie, who just came off an ACL injury? Obviously, we know um, what he was before that, and 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 Bradley Beal. meshing. Do you think? Do you do you see? Do you see? Do you see Spencer Dinwiddie as? I guess because the point guard positions change so much, right? So the Steph Curry's of the world, the Kyrie's of the world, the dames of the world, like they're point guards, but they're more so of scoring guards. Can mm-hmm. you see, because obviously with Russ, like he's a scoring guard, but he's, he's actually a fucking point guard too, as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he don't, he actually gets the, his team and teammates involved and everything as well too. Do you see Spencer Dinwiddie taking on that role of actually being that, that point guard um, and and helping generate offense for others as well too?
1: I could see it. Um, the biggest thing about that, that question, that scenario is again, Spencer. Spencer is an amazing player. Um, I think he will work well with Brad Bill. I think he'll find some way to get people involved and the way to find his own offense too. Um, being at his length, and I think you know, pause. He's just he's a, he's a he's a longer guard, you know, pause. Um, but he's not Russell, Russell Westbrook, bro. Like he's not a triple-double every other night. He's not, you know, somebody that being on the floor would take a team full of pickup basketball players and make them, you know, a little bit competitive, you know, in the NBA. And I'm not calling those guys that, forgive me. But we've seen the achievement of some of his other teammates sometime and what Russell Westbrook has done, um, you know, and and what they were looking to do on that Wizards team you know, he, he was still getting spit. Is that the uh, best way and most effective winning method for basketball? Um, you could argue no. You know, if you come from a Kobe philosophy, you could argue no sometimes. Um, but that was more from a James Harden standpoint and scoring on the points. Rest affects the game in so many different ways. Um and to answer your question, Russell Westbrook, it, I mean Spencer Dimward is not Russell Westbrook. So it could work in a lot of ways, but it still probably wouldn't put you right over the edge. Um again, but we have some dark horses in here. We have Kuzma in a place where um, it's not it's not as crazy. You know, it's not both you have um, you know, Aaron Holiday, you have Montrez Hero, um, who maybe can get loose again. Um, you got Rui, like you said, that is hopefully going to be a prolific player one day. Um, can put the numbers up, has flashes of greatness, but is still a young player and still figuring the league out, still slowing down for him. Um, only time will tell. You know, if Kuzma's 20 points a night, who knows? Who knows? But if Kuzma is 10, 12, Montrez is, you know, 10 and, and possibly 10 rebounds – um, Mr. Dinwiddie, you could say eight assists maybe, um, maybe 10 points or maybe more. I would take away a few assists if he's 15 points plus, and then Brad Bill, who's going to do it for a few months. You. And then he's going to do it for a few months and take his talents elsewhere. I promise you that. <laughs> but, yeah, who knows?
0: All right, we're going to continue to monitor that. Where do you see them, uh, you know, landing in the East? Do you see them in the secured one through six seed or playing plan yeah. okay interesting interesting um another team i want to talk about is the new york knicks as well too um obviously it was so fun to see them actually play meaningful basketball um you know seeing d rose take his uh, you know get his name not get his name back but be relevant again and and julius Randle actually take his game to another level um obviously mm-hmm. coach tibbs you know changed the whole culture around as well too so um I'm happy with what they did last year. Obviously, you know, you win and die by your best player. Uh, obviously, that was Julius Randle's first year ever in the playoffs, so he has a lot to work on as well. But they were able to add um, Evan Fournier, who is a certified bucket, um, as like a six-man. Certified. Too. And then also they got Kemba Walker via buyout from OKC as well, too. So that takes a lot of pressure off of Derrick Rose. But with adding Kemba Walker, with adding, adding Evan Fournier, uh, with the progression of which I think will be for Julius Randle, um, Knox, and uh, what's his name, um, R.J. Baird as well, too. Um, obviously, the team got better, but what would you give their grade and what's their ceiling?
1: Kevin Walker, Evan Fournier, who's some buckets. they retained Derrick Rose, Nerlens Noel, who we'll call him a shot blocker, Taj Gibson, who's a decent vet, and Alec Burks. Did you refresh me on Alec Burks? What's going on with him? Who, where did he get where did he get him from? Where they sign him from? Mm,
0: I'm not sure where they signed him okay. from. To be I, real with you, but uh, I'll they, do I'll do the I research. Think they, I think they resigned. I think they re-sign him though. Yeah, it's a return. So are these guys like okay, the okay, okay. The bench? Let's talk about it. Um, their
1: biggest thing was scoring. Outside of who like Derrick Rose last year, um, in the playoffs were gonna. Um, you know, you pay them. We're going to bank on Julius Randle getting ex- not exponentially better, but in these, uh better, better enough. With, if that's even a phrase. Who knows? Excuse my grammar, but good enough um, to take you past the first round. That would be a win. Um, and I think with them. Ha- adding, you know, with Taj Gibson, who's, who's a center adding uh, on as well uh and it'll probably allow um Julius Randle coming down the stretch hopefully possibly um if it's not the five and you probably play a little bit more spread you, you can you'll allow him to play the uh the four as well which he can do that free go extended area He can knock down some shots Even play the top of the keys um I kid opens him up for a little bit more uh Kimba Walker who's just a certified winner um, when it comes down to it, he's a warrior. Um, but but that Evan Fournier, uh, pickup was huge, man. Like like those buckets, oh my goodness. Uh, Derrick Rose, who's a little bit older, but can prove to be a guy that in, injects energy, some scoring, and some passion to your lineup coming down the stretch. You can always call on him to try to figure out how to get the job done, although he struggled by himself, so, um, you know, facing the uh the um the Hawks, uh because it seems like kind of those guys it, w- it was just a different moment for them. I think you're baking on the improvement in some of these players. They kind of know what the uh the playoff they know how to approach it a little bit better. Um and on top of possibly a more complete scoring team, I'll give them a solid B.
0: Yeah. Solid B sounds right as well, too. Like you said, they're banking on um, their signings with Fournier. Because that was the biggest thing in the playoffs, like just lack of scoring, right? So mm-hmm. Evan Fournier can give you – if he's hot, he can give you 20 to 25 a night. You Probably mm-hmm. 15 to 18 points per game. Kemba, the reason why they call him cardiac Kemba, you know what I'm saying, he's a certified bucket. Um, the biggest thing with Kemba is his health. If Kemba can yeah. stay healthy and he's sharing those uh, minutes with Derrick Rose – then they have a solid, they have a solid rotation um mixed with their veteran leadership and like you said the young talent as well too. So I expect Knox to get better. Um I also expect uh what's his name? Frank Matilka to even get better. I also expect yeah. um RJ Bear, like I said, to get better and then Obi Tope to get better as well, too. So um I see them being a like outside of the bucks, outside of the yeah, outside of the bucks, outside of the nets. Like I said, we don't know what what Philly's gonna do. Um, and maybe Miami being those top, those, I say, all right, I'm only going to put stock into the nets and the bucks right now, because I don't really know how everything's going to pan out. But outside of that, like, they can be, they're definitely not going to be a playing team, I'll tell you that. They'll be a three through a six seed. Um, and it would be so dope to see a rematch in the playoffs or even opening night in New York where the Knicks go up against the Hawks as well, too. So I agree with you. Exactly. I, I, like the, I like the B move as well, too. Um, you know, some other things to kind of take note of as well, too. I know you talked about Dennis Schroeder. Um, the motherfucker really took a 70-plus million-dollar pay cut it's crazy how the Lakers offered him four years, 84 mil. He thought he was worth more. Um, and uh, it's what have you done for me lately? You know, they, they sometimes they pay you on potential, but a lot of times later on in your, in your career, they pay off of your your post-production. I mean, your, your production. Um, and obviously, being in the Lakers market, he had an ample amount of opportunity when LeBron and eighty were out, when eighty went out and it was just him and Bron, non-existent. Stock dropped as well, too. So um, it sucks, but he's on the Celtics. You know, he can be the starting point guard, or I don't know if they want to go with with Chris Dunn, um, if they want to go with Marcus Smart as a point guard. I don't really know what's going on with that situation, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise because, um, you know, obviously they already had a guaranteed money in their Westbrook and in in a Chris Paul as well, too. But you can use them as an example where they kind of got left for dead and then revitalized. You know, or had to remind people who they were, or even like a Derrick Rose situation, couldn't be healthy past couple years, and you know went from team to team, from the Cavs to the Timberwolves to the Detroit Pistons, now to the Knicks, and he got he just got a three-year deal. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it's a blessing in disguise for him, but damn, homie, you missed that on fumble. You fumbled that bag as well too. Um, another person, Andre Drummond. uh, He ended up going to. The Philadelphia 76ers, obviously, Joel Embiid is their star as well, too. But I, that's shocking as well, too. I mean, I already knew, based off of the type of player he is, where, when I say this, he's kind of like that traditional center who really can't stretch the floor um, and isn't as versatile. But he's still a threat in being a basically a walking double-double I just knew the market really wasn't for him, and I knew the Lakers are going to go on a different route and, and give their money elsewhere as well, too. Um, yeah, stuff. So, maybe with him, you know what I'm saying, that's a that's a, a luxury slash security blanket because with Embiid, obviously he played on a messed up meniscus. Um, and yeah. with him, he's known to be in and out the lineup, but he, he's there when it matters most. So, um, that's going to be good for them. But like I said, I really had to see how that roster pan out as well. Shout out to CP3 getting a you know a four-year deal at his age um them recently you know javel mcgee with his son so i expect them to be good as well too um and you know mike conley came back to utah rudy gay signed a two-year deal they traded for diamond mitchell's boy eric pascal shout out to the liberian community as well too and i think they got hassan white so they made some moves as well um overall Pretty good moves made and shout out to Mr. June as well too, coming back to the Clippers. But coming back on a two-year deal. So I'm um, excited for a lot of moves that were being made. Um before we end things as well, too, a couple more things I want to talk about is the do the max to Luca today. Gave him a five-year $270 million um, rookie extension as well. too. What does this mean for not only Luca, but the organization as well, too? And having him in the palm of your hands, obviously now, even if he got this big deal, right, players of his caliber have proven that they can, if they want out, they will get out as well, too. But with yeah. him, it seems like he wants to be there and wants to build something there as well, too. Uh, what does this mean for Luca? What does this mean for the Mavs? And and do they have – do you think you trust the organization enough to build a championship team around him?
1: Oh. Um. I guess, shout out to Lucas. Shout out to Dallas. Um, great city. Uh, of course, Lucas is an amazing player. Uh, I think, it, you know, it, this locks you down for, you can even explain, hey, this next year, it's going to be one year off, but after that, we're going to really get you right with this free agency move and stuff like that. So you have a guy who's what, like 21, 22 maybe, who's going to get – you know, I mean the game is already slow for him because he's been playing professional basketball since he was like fifteen. But, you know, he's only gonna see it more and more, hopefully stay interested, depending on what you guys do as organization. So my only my only thing would be put players around him, put players around him, put either another guy that could you know, help him take the double team off or, you know, take the constant crazy pressure off of him that can score it give me a guy that can also defend just put players around us how can we get some of these deals shit if i have to hire a new general manager to get these guys in i will because this five-year max this is your timeline that to win another championship right here you know and we'll say five years we'll say three years You know, we'll say three years realistically but if it's not this year you better get busy and free agency next year because this is your timeline if not a team will take him on because they're going to be able to take him on when he's like freaking 26, 27 and have another five golden years, if not the best years with him, you know, from a IQ standpoint, from a just, and he's already just a fluid, complete basketball player as it is, but they're probably going to get better than you. So if you want to get a championship with a young superstar a once in a lifetime generational talent, you better do it now. So uh, all hands on deck with that and getting people attractive to come to Dallas, um, you know, no matter what it is, uh, you know, and this is a longer conversation that, uh, you know, I could talk about now, talk about later, but the league is very much changing. So who's a superstar that I want to acquire this year? You know, uh, superstars are, are far and in between. So we say there might be 10 to 15 guys that are superstars. But if I'm talking about getting another star, that star could be aged in the next one or two years because the league is getting so young. Just got Jalen, um, what's his name? You got the Jalen kid. You got Josh Christopher um, that just went to Houston, who looked like some beast. It's gonna take them some time to get acclimated of course, but who looked like some beast. So, so there's the Donovan Mitchell's. There's the Alonzo Balls. There's the guys that have been playing. There's the um, Jason Tatum's, the Jalen Browns that have been playing, and they're in their mid twenties. You got these early twenty year olds that is gonna be. Oh, it's not like watch out for them. But then you have your older statesmen that we're saying, oh, Chris Paul has one year more to win to win this thing. We have LeBron has one or two more years to win this thing um, because the older names are going to start slowly, slowly, slowly fading, getting said less. Other than us to been here to you know witness it probably for um, a good part of the end of our childhood into our adulthood. But there's other guys coming up. There's people that got next, and the the thing is changing. So you better, you know, know who you got. You better have a GM that's competent and knows how to assess good young talent when it comes to the superstars.
0: Yeah, that, and I'm also curious to see how Christoph Porzingis is going to get utilized or is he going to get traded as well, too, because... He's out of there. Because in the bubble... Um, Him and You could argue him and Luka were the best duos as far as numbers go as well, too. And obviously, he was giving the Clippers some problems in the bubble as well, too, before he messed up his knee. But for him, the biggest thing is questioning his health. If he's healthy and he doesn't have to worry about rehabbing as opposed to actually sitting down and saying, hey, what weaknesses can I make into my strengths now? For him to actually have an offseason, I think that's going to work numbers for him. And kids coming back into the mix as well, too. I think that's going to be great for, for Luca and him as well, too. And then Rick Carlisle you kind of basically used him like a Ryan Anderson, you know what I'm saying, where he's just literally spacing the floor. So um, I think we're going to have a lot more. I think I think Porzingis is going to have a lot more um, of a role in that offense as well, too. And this is going to be two scenarios where we see Porzingis get to where we think he's going to be, and they're a great dynamic duo. Or you build up a stock and like you said, you get rid of them, trade them and get some, you know, either future assets or a start as comparable as well too. whether it be like a cat or like a Bradley Beal or whatnot or a young startup who may blossom and, you know, by the end of the year as well too. So um, I think I mean, if you take the Clippers out of the way, that's, that's, that's been his Achilles heel, honestly, the past two seasons. the Clippers. So knowing that Kawhi is out, I don't see them playing the Clippers this year as well too, but Luke is the type of player, the way the West is looking wide open, he can get you to the conference finals off of the strength of what he has. You add another mm-hmm. superstar into his mix. That's a sure. finals appearance right there. It's, it's very scary as well, too. So Mavs, y'all gotta act within the next couple of years or borderline now, or else he's gonna force his way out. But um, I think Mark Cuban, that front office, Jason Kidd, I think they're they're taking the right steps to build something there as well too so we saw what they can just do with one star now bringing another star and, and more veteran pieces mixed with young talent I think they can definitely compete for a championship in the next coming years as well too Rome won't built in one day as well um Ben Simmons hasn't been talking to the 76ers as well obviously we saw him fizzle out in in the playoffs as well too um do you see him leaving? um and if he leaves i mean i feel like there's really two two options right in my mind is golden state but if you put him on golden state are you getting rid of draymond or are you going to get rid of your 714 pick with the wise men and the wiggins or whatnot to match salary or is dame going to be bold enough to say hey i don't really care about the backlash i'm going to receive I, I see the loyalty you know that i have with them but at the end of the day like I know everyone says championships don't really matter, but at the end of the day, obviously, ego gets in the way and you want to win championships. So I just feel like those would probably be the two destinations for Ben either Golden State or either Portland if Dame tries to demand a trade, or like you said, if a bill even wanted out as well, too, they have some assets that they can move around as well. But, well, man, what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons? Is he going to stay in Philly this year and, and then you're just going to have to deal with it, or you think he's going to be? you know, traded before training camp.
1: I think Ben's somehow, some way out of there. Um, if you want to make a situation super awkward, of course they will have him there. Uh, but just with all the like leaked trade information and boom, 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 I think he's done. I think there's, he, he could have, if he didn't have confidence before, there's no confidence to be had in Philadelphia for Ben Simmons. I think he's out of there at some point. Um,
0: I would hope before training camp. Yeah, I would hope too. So we'll continue to monitor that and see what happens. And the last thing I want to talk about is the doubt that we all had uh, with Team USA. You know, they lost a couple of the exhibition games. They lost their first game in group stages as well, too, but they managed to turn things around. People were questioning Coach Pop, saying he won't know what he's doing. It's just because of the big three he had with Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony. That's the reason why he's been winning, but Team USA managed to, you know, go through Australia, go through France to win the championship game 87 82. Um, and they did their thing as well, too. So, you know, you had players like Katie, you had players like Draymond calling out the critics as well, too, rightfully so, um, because I thought they were going to have troubles. Um, Katie kind of said the league, I mean, the world hasn't really caught up to us, but more so, there's more NBA players. Um, that are actually committing to playing for these different countries as well, too. But you never had doubt with the level of talent that they had as well, too. I mean, when you have Kevin Durant as well, too, you have a good shot. I feel like if Kevin Durant wasn't on this team, Team USA would have won the championship as well, too. So, one, what are your thoughts on Team USA winning um, as well? Was it, was it wise of us to have a level of concern, um, knowing that we have the top-tier talent? And then, two, Everyone used to talk about Olympic mellow. Is it safe to say now with KD, I think he won in 8, 12, 16, obviously COVID, year removed 21. I think that's four gold medals for KD. Is that's it safe tough. to say that he's the best men's basketball Olympic player ever? Um,
1: KD and Mellow are tough, man. <laughs> you know, they're are tough. Um, I love Melo for nostalgia. I think KD's doing a crazy job, but again, being the best player in the world, um, you know, he got him in ways that were criticized, but also the championships too, and so on. A, you know, I think KD for being the defender that he is. Um and Melo plays some defense too. Not, don't get me wrong, but for being this ever versatile person that is willing and ambitious to play that kind of defense, because we see these world these world teams coming around um, in different nations. Uh, I'll give it to Katie. I, th- I think Katie uh, is, is more than proven herself in that. Uh, Melo is, you know, a, a one B for second place, but the things that Katie does is kind of. Can't make that stuff up, and you damn it, you can't make what what Mello does up, you know. But but Katie does it's like, oof, oh snap, you know, he saw the pilot for Melo, you know, that was a score. Now he's making the next ceiling, um, and we were right to be concerned, man. I mean, yes, it was the first few days of the job. Everybody's in training and stuff like that. You know, he's trying to figure it out, seeing what works. Uh, do I think from a you know strategy standpoint, do you ever give those teams? your best effort or your best sets and stuff like that coming out in those uh, uh, exhibition games that uh, you probably schedule in Vegas? No, you never do. You just say, hey, get out there, play, let's see what happens. Play, oh, we lost by five. Oh, play, see what happens. Get them comfortable. Oh, we lost by five. But those guys going balls to the wall in a system that they know is going to come locked in. It's tough to be the best athletes in the world. So to Katie and Draymond's sentiments, you know, Respects respect to the gods, <laughs> um, but you know we were we were getting because you know it, it looks less of a gap. There is still a gap, but there's less of a gap. Um, and not having main character syndrome to be an American or anything like that, but it's a sport that yes, there's clubs and stuff like that. But from the athleticism, from cultural, from just the way it's played at the high level, high IQ, high athletic, you know, high athleticism again. Um, to quote Jermon this is our sport what you mean what you mean we're going to lose this is our sport yes we're, we're, we're still in the lead for that for now so I guess we can rest our heads
0: <laughs> for sure for sure for sure any closing remarks for episode
1: 114 uh, man 114 um, nah man just uh, make sure y'all go out there y'all check on somebody this week Um, you know, make sure they're doing good because as, as cool as stuff has been, as outside of we have been, um, there's still changes that are coming about. So you have to take care of yourself, take care of your chicken and take care of your mentals. Okay. Take care of your chicken and take care of your mentals. Shout out to the great Marshawn Lynch. Uh, that's all, um, episode 114 of the season. Show you already know.
0: Shout out to Bones Holland uh, for getting drafted to the Nuggets out of ECU as well, too. Got to show love to my fellow Richmonder as well. But other than that, I mean, honestly, like I said, find what you're passionate about. Have discipline. Have a consistent routine and repetition, repetition, repetition. You do whatever you want to do in this world and in your lifetime, in your lifespan. Um, Other than that. Appreciate you know you being on the show. Hopefully we see each other in a couple of days. If not, definitely next week mm-hmm. as well too. Of Ladies course. and gentlemen, that was episode one fourteen of the Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at Caesar Show at TradeXxiv as their Caesars. We out. Okay.